0: Welcome to Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny.
1: Welcome to episode two of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And I'm John. And uh, Welcome, guys. Uh, Here we go once again uh, to talk about some of our stories, some of the events that have happened uh, in uh, recent and uh, and some of the past as well, and maybe some of the future. Maybe.
2: (laughs) What does the future hold?
1: So Phantom Faction Podcast is uh, actually after episode one. Uh, People were wondering how they would get in touch with us, and uh, we can tell them. Uh, if you heard off the top of the show that uh, we do have a, a Facebook page that they can take a look at, and uh, they can also uh, email us, at outlook.com. We,
3: we want to hear your stories, mm-hmm. and, and part of what we're going to share with you is we we'll want you to feel safe, we'll tell you the things we've experienced so that you can tell us your stories, and you're going to be safe. Um, tell us what's going on, anything at all, from the minute to... Huge. We want to hear it. And like I said, the goal is ultimately help everybody.
1: That's right. And uh, we will uh, keep it very confidential. Exactly. Oh yeah, Total total anonymity. Right. You don't have to let us uh, know your name or anything like that. But uh, if you can get in touch with us, tell us your stories because we want to hear them. And uh, maybe there's a logical explanation. Maybe it is a paranormal. And how do we tell, guys?
3: If your coffee cup... uh, Goes across the room. <laughs> I'm going to call that paranormal. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, I, I'd go there. If the dog floats across the living yeah. room. Um, no, but to be totally serious, there's a lot of times you can have crazy little things happen. Like, for example, um, like myself, I'm a I'm a key freak. My car keys. I always know where they are. Mm-hmm. Right now we're doing this pod. I know where my keys are. Um, when they start to move to places I know I've never put them, that gets my antenna up. Mm-hmm. That's one of the ways. Um Electronic devices, your phone, your iPad, your, your anything that you charge up, all of a sudden has power losses that just don't make sense. Like I know I've just unplugged it and I'm down to 40%. Mm-hmm. And it's a brand new device too, old ones. Okay, we got to keep those things in mind. Those are a couple of signs that you may have some things going on. Um, Spirits need energy to manifest and and, and and manipulate things as well, right? And Dan can tell you from uh, our conversations back and forth when we're at home, um, I seem to have when things happen, they tend to power up before I get some things going on in my house. Mm -hmm. And when I text Dan, uh, phones are dead, iPads dead. He says, like, somebody's charging up. And and usually then I have some kind of manifestation of something happen at my home. So those are a couple of signs people can be aware of. Mm-hmm. Also, uh,
2: a lot of a lot of times people will see that peripheral action out of the side of their definitely, you know, out of the uh, corner of their eye, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you'll look and there's nothing there. Um, there is an actual term for that, right? And I'll I'll, I'll look that up because there is there is an actual term for it, because um, right. it's it's different part of the spectrum color spectrum of of your eyes yep. or whatever from the from the side view the peripheral view.
1: Now, in, in, in investigation, uh, you would take all things in consideration uh, to make sure there isn't a logical explanation. Oh, sure. So, you know, it could be – especially – I just find when people say, oh, I could see that in the window, I could see a reflection or whatever. And a lot of times I think, well, windows can cause reflections. Yep. Uh even
2: uh, well, you can see anything in the clouds sometimes too, right? Right. So yeah. uh, you yeah. can find patterns in wallpaper, yeah. in the popcorn ceiling. You can find a face, that kind of thing. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, yep, there will always be something to to uh, manipulate your imag- imagination a little bit. But, yeah, but
1: and I think that's why people should, if they are in doubt, they should call, uh, you know, the say ship, you know, call the investigators to come in, check these things out, because the first thing. That we're going to do is see if there was a logical explanation. For exactly. It. Yep. And and, where,
2: uh, and wherever you know, our listeners might be, there there will probably be a, a reputable, good paranormal investigation group close by. That's right. And you know, from my experience, they're usually good people, mm-hmm. and they they've heard it all. Yeah. And if they charge you for your for their services, then don't use them. Mm-hmm. They should be doing that for uh, a hobby like, uh, to assist people. Right. So, but there are, I mean, we're broadcasting from Southwestern Ontario and I know there's dozens of them. There's ones in Windsor, there's ones in Chatham, London, Toronto, Kitchener, Listal, everywhere. Yep. So most of them are,
1: are just like us. Yeah, we're we're you can, curious. You can, we
2: want to know. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them on Kijiji. Yeah. Um, and send them, send them a message if, if you don't feel right about what's going on in your house or.
1: One thing that you mentioned to me earlier is uh, you don't consider yourselves professionals in the field. No. Not, you're not experts <laughs> no. in the field. I don't think you'd ever be an expert in the field. Exactly. Because it's
2: not really something you can – You know, one lady said to me, uh, a psychic medium that I met this summer or actually last fall, she said to me, you know what, uh, uh, I've, seen, I've seen everything. And mm-hmm. she only deals with the, the dark, demonic, uh, malevolent stuff. And she says, but you know what? She says, I've seen, seen it all, but I still can't prove that it's real. Right. And mm-hmm. science still can't prove that it's real.
1: That's right, yeah. You know, so it is like. So it's a curiosity. Yeah. I mean, that's what drives me is, is uh, I want to know. <laughs> and I'm not sure I'll ever find the right answer.
3: It's but a fascination, I, right? That's right, yeah. yeah. And to witness things that you know can't happen on their own. Right. doors open things of that nature mm-hmm. um, and if of course if anyone's experiencing those things definitely you've got something going on mm-hmm. and that's where you should be reaching out for help especially if it torments you because some people find that they begin to see shadows hear um, voices maybe yeah mm-hmm. and, and and or sometimes you'll get um, if you get bizarre implanted thoughts in your head that can be another sign of something going on mm-hmm. um, don't do like what I said in, in in pod number one where I lived with it for years and thought I was crazy terrified to you know what do your own debunking you know can that cabinet door open on its own mm-hmm. maybe it can the hinges or whatever it's going to be when you start to cancel out all the, the things that okay that can be the explanation then if it's tormenting you if it's bothering you if it's upsetting you if it's frightening you reach out for some help and then like put it to rest and there are also and we can talk about this there are ways to move Spirits that are potentially, you know, mischievous or malevolent, on from your property, rather than you living with a kind of a, an uncomfortable situation.
1: Right, right. So that's the whole idea is uh, to make you feel comfortable with either the existing condition or yep, it can be removed as well. That's right. Yeah,
2: and it's not something that's uh, you know water cooler talk at the office. Or, no. Uh, no, no, that's very true. Because we know uh, we know someone and. Uh, a lady by the name Melissa and we're going to have her on as a guest I I think in a a couple episodes down the road who uh, were having quite a few issues at their home and they don't live too far from here nope it's maybe about half an hour away and uh, they didn't know who to turn to Mm -hmm. and the husband who was having uh, a lot of things happen to him in the home and was kind of empowering this spirit because the way he reacted to it he was Saying, you know, it's not like you can go to work and talk to all the guys on the shift, you know, that yeah. I've got, you know, these weird scratches showing up on my leg, and I've got this shadow guy running down the hallway, and I've got cupboards opening and closing on, on their own, and, you know, things like that. Because, you know, people might just look at you and go, well, okay. You know, <laughs> go go <laughs> see true. your doctor. You and they will. S- you need some medication. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But, uh <clears throat> I mean, there are legitimate cases, just like the one that I just talked about. Mm-hmm. And they reached out to uh, the paranormal group that Danny and I belong to, which is SHIP, Strange Happenings Investigators of the Paranormal. And they're based out of Fergus, Ontario. They've got a Facebook page as well. So
3: they'd be more than happy to listen to people as well. And
1: uh, Oh, exactly. And
3: that was a story too. Like I was really happy to be a bit of a guest uh, on that one. and. You literally, and not exaggeration, talk about people that were terrified. Um, if if you look at, um, they were featured on uh, the Travel Channel. Yeah, they um, were on the Paranormal Investigator. Paranormal Survivor. Survivor. That's Survivor, season four, episode two. And and these people were terrified, and, and they went from being terrified, living with it. I was so glad they reached out quickly. They didn't do this for years. No, it was like months. Yeah, and they were like they were at the end of the rope. Um, to give you a little bit of background, they weren't sleeping in their own bedroom. They were sleeping in the living room. On the mm-hmm. floor. <laughs> yeah, on the floor uh, trying to be and have nothing near them as you know, much space around them. And they've gone from that to now they're living in their home. They're back, or sorry, they're living back and they're sleeping in their bedroom. And the last time we've texted them, we're good. Yeah. They Nothing's said going on. The house right. is great and...
1: Well, yep. here's something, too, with that house. I mean, most people think, okay, uh, you know, paranormal only happens in houses that are older than 100 years old or whatever. Mm. That house wasn't very old. No. Um, the land that it's on, yes, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, it may have had buildings beforehand or, mm. you know. But
2: John also figured out that mm-hmm. the, the spirit attached to uh, the mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. picked up on her somewhere else and said, oh, I kind of
1: like her. And, uh, <laughs> right. so it's not necessarily home. the house all the time no, or, or sometimes it's the, the person
2: because you, you hear stories where people say well my house is crazy haunted and i got to get out of here and right. then they move to some brand new beautiful home you know, mm-hmm. that was just built last year and it's crazy haunted
3: too it's crazy right. haunted because yeah. it follows them yeah. it's not connected to the house
1: and, and John you're a perfect
3: example of that it, you know, yeah unfortunately mm. I, well, I, and actually you know what I'll say fortunately now I'm kind of comfortable with it but yeah I tend to I've got an invisible following sometimes, mm-hmm. and uh, and sometimes I pass them off to Dan, and you know and here you deal with them for a bit. And the Phantom Fan Club, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right exactly. That, we, that goes between John and I's, yeah, the house. invisible faction yes. that follows us around. Right. Uh, but that was a story like to be uh, and and you watch it on 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 TV and to see like the the terror they had. Um, you know uh, he was waking up. he remember he got bruised really bad by something grabbing yeah, he got him. some like scratches on his calf or his ankle and, and she was sleeping and something actually kind of like tucked her in mm-hmm. and terrified her um, touching her inappropriately too I think too right yeah so. I mean, yeah i don 't know if she wanted to go there, but th- well, that was potentially part of it right? and uh, then like went with the guys we we did some uh, found evidence we got anomalous energy readings that can 't happen actually had a large um, dehumidifier box that was kicked while we were in the room, yeah. mm-hmm. and that was on the recordings. Um, this spirit swearing at us and what have you,
2: and the, and, sp- the spirit also drained uh, the brand new battery on his ATV. That's right, yeah. Too. So looking for energy to looking do, looking for thing, energy right? to kick boxes
3: and right. scratch people, yep. and, and, and actually the day that I went there to sage that place, I had a really bad night. And it was funny. Remember, I sent you a picture. I sent it to you and Tony. Oh, you had a... And I, I was actually, I woke up cut. I had a scratch. Like Somebody took a nail and dragged it down my face. Wow. And and, uh, and it was funny. All the way there, everything kept going wrong. My phone kept draining. The GPS was sending us in yeah. different directions. <laughs> yeah, and that was the other thing, too. The GPS somehow, mid-route, sent you to the wrong location. Yeah,
2: that spirit did not want us at that He house. did not
3: want to leave. He didn't want to leave. But yeah. through, and, and to show you how simple it can be, so here's people bruised, terrified, won't sleep in their bedroom. A woman who's getting blankets pulled up, like feeling like somebody's trying to tuck you in and make you know feel special. And simply with Open, investigation, opening covered doors, in opening covered doors, yeah. and then we proved something's there. EVPs, anomalous energy readings, and then with saging and some persistent RV work, gone. Mm-hmm. And they're like they're in their home and they're fine now. And they wanted to get the uh, Hell out of there. That's right. That was where it was at. They were ready to pack up and leave. <laughs> yeah. So. so that's why people who are listening to this, if you have something going on, it can literally there is a solution. It's not like a you're doomed, right? Yeah. So. I, I mean, we can't we can't guarantee
2: that we can help them, but we can
3: at least listen to them
0: and, and, and get and you give, on
2: the
3: path and get them on the right track. Right? Yeah. So. And then you know, connect you. I'm I'm going to say I can deal with some of the the low level ones. Mm-hmm. I haven't taken on you know the. Uh, the yep. 2.0s and what have you, and we'll, we'll see how <laughs> the, that goes. The but, granddaddies? Yeah, I haven't done that yet, but but there is a solution. There mm-hmm. is a solution. So,
2: so maybe we should talk about what we dealt
3: with this just the past
2: couple nights with that, that woman. Sure. Because yep. that's, uh, Danny, Danny, you haven't
3: heard this story yet either, no. I
2: don't
1: think. No, I'm looking
2: forward so, to so this. So I'll story. let
3: John start it off. So uh, we kind of alluded to the fact that um, I get followed around, seem to encounter some things. Um, when... I'm communicating with Dan either in person or even through text messaging. Uh, It seems to enhance. Um, My, not far from the station here, I uh, was helping my better half on a painting job. She wrote me into helping. Um, uh, You know, uh, I'm in the financial services world. I'm not a painter, but she, I was able to be a good grunt and do some work for her. Um, I was on a ladder in front of a large window on the exterior of the home. Mm -hmm. And there's these old fashioned kind of lace curtains like a, you know, like your grandma would have, right? And they've been there for ages. And I'm trying to do a little bit of high painting work for her. And all of a sudden, a face just come through these lace curtains right up to the window and kind of made it like a, as if they were going to go rah at you, but there was no sound. It startled me so bad, I almost fell off the ladder. Mm -hmm. And we're in small town Ontario. There was um, garage sale weekend. Right. There's people up and down the street. <laughs> so after and it scared me. I'm not going to lie. It really scared me because uh, I just wasn't expecting it. And it was funny when I showed up on the this my my better half's job site. I had chest pressure right off the bat, and I kind of oh, I'm wondering. And and so I have some uh, blood pressure issues. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I took my meds. I'm I'm good. Right. That's no no problem that way. We're not fighting, so I have no reason to have a, my blood pressure up. And I didn't clue into it right away because I'm just kind of like trying to help her get this thing done. And this older woman, you know, 70-ish, just come through the window at me, kind of like, and it was almost like, get out, get lost. Mm-hmm. And I almost, like I said, almost fell off the ladder. Then when I got home, sent Dan a picture of the building. And oh, you got to back up, though. Oh. She was like, see what I can do. Oh, have oh, yeah, the best part of it. That's right. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, well, I shouldn't say every once in a while, quite often they'll talk to me. And so then I got all this chest pressure. And I'm just thinking about it, because I didn't understand what was going on. And she said to me, see what I can do. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that went through my head was like, you be, right? And then... uh, (laughs) The neighbors
2: started to fight. Yeah.
3: So then the neighbor got into a domestic with first his sister, because we knew, because he was yelling and going, and then his wife. And as this domestic's going on, we're talking very small homes, small yards, Again, she said to me in a very calm voice. She just said, "See what I can do." Mm -hmm. And then, in the neighbor's house directly beside it, there is what I consider a very protective lamp. Uh, I have one myself, called a selenite lamp. Right. And these people have a massive one in their window. And I'm thinking, like, well, did they come on? Because obviously, this spirit is kind of moving around and causing some chaos. And she's bragging about what she's doing to the pressure on my chest. And she's bragging about this domestic that she's helping to enhance. Um, and then there's people with this large light, uh, light. So then I sent Dan a picture of the house and right away you start getting a name. Yeah. I, my thing and and John
2: can contest to this is I'm really good with getting names Mm -hmm. of spirits. And now when I, when I get the name, I get this chill up my back. So it's, it's almost like a little confirmation saying, yeah, you're right. right." So this lady, uh, her name was Alice. And I got a visual of her, and I, and I confirmed with John. I said, you know, was she wearing, like, a white knit button-up sweater? And he was like, yeah. And I said, you know, like, curly, tight white hair. And uh, she was just miserable. Like, And I started to pick up on her from my home, and I'm two hours away from John, you know, on a good day. Right. And uh, I could feel, like, this lady, this spirit was so so angry and so anxious like she was just like seething yeah she was like just had like a crappy life mm-hmm. and was just so angry and i guess she you know i guess to humor herself she <laughs> you know came to, came at john through the window there and and some people and, and get some you know the, the neighbors all riled up and mm-hmm. and uh but but i could both John and I could pick up on we're texting each other back and forth as as we're picking up on this, and uh she presented herself to you as being really tall mm-hmm. right
3: yeah originally in her anger
2: she right. yeah. okay. so amplified tall. it and one thing that I did um is i I could see her standing in John's living room, mm-hmm. so I enveloped her in like a white light, and I just said to her i said, "Listen." You need to calm down, mm-hmm. and her thing. And I got this. Uh, it was really it was a bit of a profound moment for me. I got this this message saying, "Tell her it's okay. Robert's waiting for her." They mm-hmm. even got a name. Wow! And John confirmed that uh, her husband was standing there waiting for her. Mm-hmm. And he was, and he was like. <sighs> you know, I can't, I can't get you know, I can't get her to move on. Right. I can't get her to cross over or whatever, or whatever next stage there is in the afterlife. And I just enveloped her in this white light. And I said, listen, dear, you got to relax. There's nothing to be afraid of. Mm -hmm. Robert's
3: waiting for you. Just go and calm down.
2: And eventually she, she did. Right.
3: Yeah. And it looks like Robert just kind of collected her and, and,
2: and moved on. yeah. Yeah. But at the When I was talking to her or when I was trying to, or doing my projection, I could get an image of her in a tiny little apartment and she collapsed and we, and John and I believe that she died from a heart attack suddenly. Oh, okay. But she wasn't in her own home at that time. It was was almost like maybe a caressing care or, or a tiny little apartment that someone kind of stuck her in and she was just miserable, unhappy. And, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, when, when they were finally gone. I got, and I can't even make this stuff up. So if people are listening and going, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I've, I got a clear image of her when she was young, maybe like 21, mm-hmm. 22, in a black and white photo and a picture of him. Oh, okay. And they both had nice smiles on their face. And she was a nice-looking lady. And, you know, he was a good-looking guy. And it was almost like that's the way they were supposed to be, mm-hmm. happy, content.
3: But something happened in her life and she was just miserable. Like he died and left her alone, and that was part of the anger. Mm-hmm. You know, she, that was her partner. And yeah, was, that was and part we picked it. up that, I don't think they had any children. And that was, yeah, that was another issue. And that was another
2: mm-hmm. issue that, uh, you know, they didn't have a family and no one to, you know, sure. to care for or to care for them, and uh, she was just a miserable old lady. Right. And uh, somehow figured out how to manipulate people and, Right, get the neighbors all wound up, and I, I guess that was her entertainment, mm-hmm. in a way. And she kind of bragged to John about it. Right, but we moved her on, mm-hmm. uh, and it just yeah. kept telling her, you know, you just you're good, you're fine, right? Relax,
1: calm so, down. Yeah. A lost spirit, I guess. Yeah, could say and, and you...
3: the next day at the job site, um, and people can tell you who've ever if you ever cleared a house up before, the energy feels different you know the, the, she didn't the, she didn't present herself so she was gone right? yeah she was and when I went there i had no chest pressure it mm-hmm. was just it was like a whole different scenario right and when when i left that place too it was like i mean i had a lot of chest pressure you know and i'm i'm in good health you know yeah. i don't have any issues but that seems to be when a spirit wants to torment me mm-hmm. they tend to seem to like kind of almost feel like they're grabbing your chest and just kind of putting some pressure in there right making it feel uncomfortable yeah i'm lucky enough i don't have that No, so, yeah. Right. Could she have been maybe trying to,
1: um, saying, like, she passed away probably of heart attack, you said. So was
3: she trying to convey that to you? I wondered about that later. Mm -hmm. Because when we talked about it, I remember I was lying in bed. And I wonder if she was kind of projecting her pain. Right. And that was kind of of what she was doing to kind of, and in a way, I think she kind of looked for help in a very kind of, Uh, Roundabout way? Yeah, in an awkward way, right? She's almost like... It's like slapping somebody and saying, help me. You know, and it's kind of like what she did. Right. Um,
2: Yeah, she wouldn't be the kind of person to say, listen, I need some help. She'd be too proud or too stubborn to ask for it. Yeah. So she kind of came after John and and, uh, the two of us were able to help her.
1: It seems to me that these spirits uh, look for people like John, like yourself, Dan, uh, that are open to to it. They they must sense it because she obviously wanted to make a connection with you.
2: Well, one one thing we kept, you know, people keep telling us is there's no coincidences. Right. Right. So right. it's almost like John was meant to go
3: help. Uh, his and I did want go paint that house. I didn't want to go, p- but I did. And I was, we helped. We helped her. I was right? supposed to. I was supposed to go.
2: And the one thing I said to John is like, "Holy cow!" I said, "We just, we just helped this lady move along." So right. we're not just here to help the living, right. deal with the unliving, <laughs> but, right? <laughs> exactly. But yep. we're also here to help the spirits and say, hey, you know, like, don't be afraid and, and uh, you know, don't worry. Mm-hmm. There's something better for you. Yeah. So move along and, and then quit get to bugging people.
1: Right. Right. Yep. No, that's, uh, that's fascinating. Uh, I find that too. And, and that was one of the things I was going to bring up earlier was uh, – is you hear so often that uh, people, well, some people believe it. There's no such thing as coincidence, and uh, I certainly, I, I believe that. Uh, you know, that's a total true statement. I, I think that uh, things happen, and you know, it's just a sort of awake your senses type of thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Try not to get in the way of it. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly.
1: So yep. you know, but,
3: and it's funny to go to that house. I my original when I was asked, I remember just like, oh, I didn't. That's the last thing I want to do on my weekend. And right. You know what? My better half's great to me, and I, that's the least she can do. And I, and she didn't have to work hard on me, but I didn't want to go. But it was like she was supposed to get that job. She was supposed to ask me. I was supposed to go there. I was supposed to tell Dan what happened. And guess what? Right. I'm supposed to help her move on to the next. Right. The, next, the next phase of the next existence. level, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Now,
1: well, You guys, you certainly have this spot where, I mean, these spirits find an opening to you. Uh, can you shut that off as well if, if you don't want to, uh, if you're in an area, or are you always open to it? Or Well, you know,
2: it's funny. Uh, before we came to, to do the recording here, mm-hmm. John and I went to a pub in town, and as soon as I sat down, I could see a, a shadow person. Mm-hmm. kind of move across the floor towards me. And then I was like, man, like I just sat down. Right. And there's already, there's someone checking me out already. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I don't know if you picked up on anything in the bar. Uh, once. once, you? Yeah. But uh, where we're recording right now, which we won't reveal, mm-hmm. I mean, John and I have been seeing stuff all <laughs> over since the place. Since we walked in the studio. <laughs> <anywhere>. Yeah, <laughs> since we walked in the door. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean –
1: Mm-hmm. So I don't – Maybe you I know, don't want
2: to shut it off either. Well, and I know there are some people, psychic mediums or whatever, mm-hmm. clairvoyants, that say they can
3: shut it off when they want to. Mm-hmm. And I guess we just haven't figured that out Yeah, I've only ever done it one time where I'd say it actually worked. And I was uh, visiting uh, family in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Not a good situation. And as soon as I walked in the room, there was a male uh, in, the, in the corner. Mm-hmm. And very pronounced, too. And I I was kind of – I remember looking around and, like, nobody is noticing this but me, right? And I remember I turned my back and the spirit started telling me that, you know, his organs are shutting down. And and I remember I said uh, just in my head, I can't deal with this right now. Mm -hmm. And and it did stop. Okay. And it did stop. Um, I've had other things go on in my house and I'd say I'm unavailable.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: And people went, okay, thanks for that, but, you know, we're going to carry on here. And, just, <laughs> and, and so it, it – but it did happen that time, and maybe it was that bit of distress that kind of went, okay. Um, mm-hmm. But, no, I, I've – you and I have talked about this, uh, Big Dan. Like I've wanted to shut it off sometimes just to get a break mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. don't seem to have a heck of a lot of success with it. I've had quiet days. I'm not going to tell you that I created them. Maybe they just kind of looked and said, you know what, uh, give the give the guy a break for a day or two. Or, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that's. Uh...
3: I mean, I've
2: seen. I mean, I remember being in a Subway sandwich shop mm-hmm. not too long ago, and there was a spirit standing at the the till, right? And I was, and I texted John. I said, <laughs> I said, I'm in Subway, and there's a ghost in here. <laughs> He's like, Oh, don't let him get a hold of your sandwich, right? <laughs> but I'm, but I'm like, of all the places, right? I'm like a Subway. Yeah. You know, and then like in the pub. did it connect with you at all, or? No cuz I was mm-hmm. too busy ordering. <laughs> I was like I'm on lunch. <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone. But yep. uh I mean I've been I've been in other places like office buildings, hospitals, mm-hmm. um parks and I've seen things and I mean sometimes they're really clear and profound and sometimes they're just that peripheral thing out of the corner of your eye. Right. And uh I don't know. I, for me, I'm still developing some of the stuff that I can do. Right. So I don't want to go too fast, too quick, or too fast, too quick. I don't know. I don't want it to be overwhelming. Right. So I just want to uh, take it easy and mm-hmm. see what happens. I mean, John's been at this longer than I have with mm-hmm. his gifts or abilities or his curse or whatever you might That's, want to call it. Yeah. But uh, I know that when John and I are talking or we're we're doing our thing, um, we seem to feed off each other a little bit and amplify each other. And,
1: uh, yeah. Well, when I hear your your stories and uh, you and John living in two totally different areas. Mm, Hours apart. Right. And yet... Uh, if you're talking about one sort of spirit, you seem to connect. It's almost like there is no time or distance between Agreed. for these spirits. Mm-hmm. They sh-
2: they show up right away. Like yeah. John will say, oh, I've got a, a guy here and, you know, he's whatever old guy and he's lost his way or whatever. And then I'll say, oh, he just popped into my dining room mm-hmm. or, oh, he's here right now. Yeah. You know, and, and then I'll describe him. they will say, oh, John, is he like... Got short brown hair and glasses, and he's wearing a red shirt. And he'll be like, "Yep, that's yep. him."
3: Excellent. And we've also tested this one time. We uh, both talked about a location, and both got the same. And we sent text messages what we saw to a third party, mm-hmm. and we both sent the same thing. Yeah, and and, and that was so. It, it's not like well, um, you know, Dan says, "Well, the, you know, he's got yeah. a he's You're tall. not feeding each other." Yeah, no, yeah exactly, no. exactly. And, exactly. And we try not to, mm-hmm. right? And I want you know, we try
2: to be totally honest with each other. Like I'll say, like. Well, does the guy look like this? And you know, John will say, "No, no, he's he's right. totally different." I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah. right? So,
1: I don't know. Well, we're going to uh, take a break. Uh, do want to let you know that uh, we are uh, reachable, and all you have to do is uh, email us with uh, any questions you have, comments, uh, your stories. Uh, again, uh, if you want to leave us uh, your phone number and stuff, for that we will get in touch with you. Definitely. And uh, everything is confidential. But the easiest way to uh, get us is phantomfaction@outlook.com We're going to take a little break, uh, drink a little water, and we'll come right back with more stories for you on the Phantom Faction Podcast.
0: You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction@outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny.
1: Welcome back to uh, Phantom Faction Podcast with uh, Dan, John, and Danny. Once again, our second half of our second podcast. And, well, we've got some great stories happening. Mm-hmm. And even while we sit here, seems to be some activity that goes yeah, on. Yeah, you're picking up on something there too, aren't you? I am getting it, shadow. It, is that something new to you, or it is? I I don't think I've ever seen that before. Where I, and I'm working away on my console and doing my my thing, and out of the corner of my eye, I can see a, a black shadow. It seems of a man. Mm-hmm. I'm not too mm-hmm. sure. I, I could be wrong, but it's a shadow that kind of keeps moving back and forth, and and I've never seen that before. Really, so. and
3: especially here. And I spend a lot of time here. So for sure. Yeah. yeah. We've, like I said, we've infected you. Yeah. This is not like The Walking Dead. We didn't have to bite you. You just you got it now. But that's like weird. you said,
1: you, you open up to it. I mean, we're talking you're, about it. You're we're doomed. Opening up. You're yeah. doomed now. <laughs> you're part of the club. <laughs> well, officially. Exactly. But uh, and that's not a bad thing. Um, There are certain things, like I I talk about opening up here and starting to see things, but there's some things that people should not fool around with uh, in the paranormal, or even if you want to consider it paranormal, but those would be spirit boards. The Ouija boards. Ouija Mm -hmm. boards. um, I can't
2: reiterate how many times, Mm -hmm. you know, or how bad those things are. and I don't even know why they still make them. Right. But I, I guess it's the companies just, you know, I don't even know why people
1: buy them. I, I don't know. Curiosity, I think they want to, you know, that's their sort of way to it. Non-believers.
2: Yeah, it's, a, it's like a little, you know, mostly yeah. teenagers, I think, but, too, right? Yeah, so.
1: but it seems to, well, open up uh, portals, yep. or if you want to call them my...
3: I was telling you the the story about my daughter, uh, speaking of Ouija boards, and I forbid my kids. mm mm-hmm. um, and my daughter was at a friend's house and they played with a Ouija board. And to give you an idea, these kids are in the basement, they turn all the lights off and you know they start doing their thing and they got a response that a spirit had, had come in. So I've said like never again, never in my home. Right. And the home that that happened in, the people sold it, moved to another house. The parents were non-believers. Mm-hmm. They are adamant that whatever they conjured up has now followed them to their new home. Right. And they've gone from non-believers having guests that stay in their home that don't want to stay there to they fully believe that this – and that was all at the time using a Ouija board. Right. So if you're curious, don't leave them. It's not worth it. Yeah.
1: Don't go there. No. Yeah. Uh, and even – I I don't know what the Ouija boards are like today that they sell, but uh, there is oftentimes instructions that you uh, you must say goodbye to these spirits and yep. close that portal off. And I think that's so important. And even uh, I had purchased a – you might have to help me out here, Dan, but uh, a radio scanner that scans many stations at uh, – Oh, the spirit box? Th- yes, they're called right. spirit boxes. And it the first thing that when you opened the package up, it had a, a special – a prayer, if you will, or whatever, that you should say before you uh, invite the spirits in. And also, same thing, you have to say goodbye. So it's almost like a modern-day – uh,
3: Ouija board, an electronic Ouija board, right? And and some investigators uh, mm-hmm. of the paranormal, not investigators, uh, people kind of investigate the investigators, if you will. Right? They actually view that as an electronic Ouija board, right? So there is some protocols you should follow right. to use it. But the good thing is it's not fourteen year olds thirteen that are using those, right? It's adults usually, right? Yeah, it's,
1: it's adults and and usually, yeah, follow the rules. If you're a little ever harder going to get a hold
2: of than a Ouija board, too, right? That's yep. true. I mean, you can go to Walmart and buy yeah bloody Ouija board, yes, you know, which That's is right. which is kind of insane. But I say a road
3: trip, and let's go hide them, right? Buy them all, and then hide <laughs> them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yes, uh, you know the spirit boxes. Um, you know, we've used them on investigations before, and we've got it. It amazes me
2: the voices that come through. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, and it's scanning so many stations per minute that if you get a full sentence, I mean, that you you don't get that. That's not a radio broadcast that's no. coming no. through. No, that's right. So that always uh, amazes me when when that happens. But again, if they're used properly. Uh, that's that's fine, and they should be used by uh, paranormal investigators and mm-hmm. uh, not just out of curiosity and you should it.
2: have a uh, a bit of a protection right. ritual that you do before and after when right. you use them as well. yep, you know you should let the spirits know if you're gonna if you're gonna buy one of those things and try it out or or do some ghost hunting on your own, you should let them know that it's just for communication. they're not allowed to attach themselves to you right you know and uh, you're not allowed to leave with you, yeah. Just yep. stay where they are. They're not allowed to follow you home. That's right. And uh, say goodbye.
1: Yeah. Oh, exactly. Always, always say goodbye. So mm-hmm. oh, that's something else. Is there uh, some other tools that we use? Um, uh, EMF meters. Mm-hmm. The K two meters. Right. Um, I think we talked about that.
2: Some yeah, of the stuff a, in the first A little podcast. bit. We
1: did. Yeah. We and that more or less reads. Uh, I guess uh, magnetic waves or. Yeah, uh, energy. Energy
2: right? fluxes and that sort of thing. Right. We also have the temperature gun. The temperature. So to get gun, those cold spots. Right. Um uh, we do we do set up the uh the night vision cameras too. Mm-hmm. We very rarely get anything on the yeah. camera. Mostly it's ninety nine percent audio through the electronic voice phenomena.
1: Right. Um yeah. I guess when <clears> uh you, you watch those uh the the cameras. You, you know you see a lot of dust really is, and people sometimes think those are orbs mm-hmm. uh, but uh, a lot of times it's just dust now some people say that when they see pictures or they've seen them on the internet or they've taken a picture and is that a spirit or they see an orb in the picture sometimes the orb has faces in it is that a is
3: that a true statement? Uh, can be, I guess yeah? can be, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've taken pictures that I've sent Dan that had Orbs in my home, mm-hmm. and they're not unexplainable. It's too big to be dust, right? Um, you know, it it does happen, and you see a lot of I hear stories of people taking pictures, yeah, and different colored orbs moving around,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think um, that's one thing that the uh, dust is going to show up as very fine and in particles moisture can also do this when people take pictures and say i think that was a a ghost above my son's head or whatever but uh (laughs) you know they've taken it outside and it just rained or it's very humid outside uh water droplets insects as well right right
2: insects you'll see a little bug fly across the screen you think it's an orb but he's got little fluttering wings
1: attached to it so so those are some things that, that you can watch out for um but uh Yeah, I've seen some pretty convincing photos as well. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of them can be doctored, so you never know what you're going to see Uh, because people do like to fool other people. Mm -hmm. But uh, there are some very convincing pictures. Hopefully we can can post up some on our Facebook site as well that that we've captured.
2: We we have a couple pictures up already on there. Yep,
1: that's true.
2: So be sure to check that out on our Facebook page, Phantom Faction. And we'd love
3: to have yours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you have any photos, let us know.
1: Yep. Yeah, they can always get, uh, get through to us on our Facebook page as well. And uh, com is one way that you can uh, get in touch with us.
2: So we were going to talk about, during the break, we talked about uh, this farmhouse. This yes. is another good story um, that people might be interested in hearing about because this is a family that reached out to us mm-hmm. um, as well.
1: And this is another one in southwestern ontario
2: hmm this yes. is a, this is a farmhouse in dufferin county mm-hmm. um beautiful place uh it was it was an old farmhouse, but the family did a lot of renovations and upgraded it and, and uh they overlook acres of of land in the back and they have a couple barns one has cattle one has horses um and one of the f- when they first moved in the first night they moved in uh something blew their door the front door open hmm. and there was no wind there was no weather it was like a beautiful evening out but they said it was almost like the SWAT team was coming through the front door Sorry. and this door boom slammed open and uh they had a lot of strange things happening in the house and they reached out to a ship um and asked for help and or just wanted to know what was going on and and wanted some experts with all the right gear to come in and and uh Mm-hmm. have a look at the house and see if they we could figure out what was going on there. Um one of the things that did happen um and and John has done some rem- remote viewing of this property as well. And there's a ton of spirits there. Um we've there's an older lady there looking after her grandson. There's a a young girl, maybe in her early 20s who uh used to be a school teacher and she's looking after all these uh spirits of children mm-hmm. that are with her. Uh, there's men there, women, hmm. all sorts of stuff. And we've been to this home, I'm going to say, I've been there myself probably four four times, but I know the team has been there a few times before I became a member. Mm-hmm. So at least five or six times. And uh, I don't... Now, one of the things John and I talked about earlier is uh, power lines and the energy, and the spirits need energy to... Uh, mm-hmm. To manifest and manipulate things. And there are power lines that go along the side of this house. And, uh, when they first went, when, when the team first went there, they, most of the activities in one of the barns and they were getting, uh, fantastic EVPs, like Mm -hmm. women having conversations. Like Mm -hmm. I've never heard, like I watch ghost adventures. I watch ghost hunters and all these, you know, and they get the odd voice or the odd a word every every now and then, but these were almost like conversations, and uh, I don't know if those power lines have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the one of the the bad things that happened there is they have uh, it, it's a mom and dad, and two kids, and I mean the kids are in their early twenties, but uh, the daughter went down to the the barn to do some shoveling, mm-hmm. like to do some. Uh, clean out of the horse stalls. Sure. And out of the corner of her eye, she saw this dark figure come flying up at her. And the next thing she knew, she was out cold. Hmm. And uh, when she woke up, when she came around, she had this big red mark on her face. And like she didn't trip over anything. She didn't hit her head on anything. Something came up and knocked her out. And, uh. The father was telling me once he was laying in bed. I guess the family was up at the cottage, and he was home alone because he still has to look after the, the livestock. Um, it's a hobby farm, so he has. They have this big king size, beautiful king size wrought iron bed, and I'm a big guy. I'm I'm fairly strong, and I couldn't lift this thing. Mm-hmm. But he said he was laying in bed one night, and the whole bed started to shake. It was mm-hmm. almost like a team of guys picked this bed up and started. Shaking it up and down while he was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else has happened there? When they when they were doing some renovations, they tore down uh, one of the walls in the basement and found all these crosses that were inside the wall. Wow. From the previous owner, and which creeped them out a little bit. Right. Um, and they were like, well, "What the hell are these things doing here? Like, and why were they inside the wall? And you know, mm-hmm. why did anybody put these things here?" But uh, they hear a lot of voices there. They get a lot of footsteps down the hallway. Uh, in the guest bedroom, they, the bed unmakes itself quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen the, uh, the spirit of the young, young school teacher there. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the clearest spirits I've ever seen. Like she yes. manifested in front of me in the hallway. And I mean, I could see her eyelids. Like I could see her blinking, she was that clear. Yeah. And I, you know, at first I was like, oh, like I didn't know what to, and I was kind of like, oh my god, like, and called to the the family and uh, a couple of the other members that were doing some uh, presentation of EVPs, and I said, I just saw this girl in the hallway, and and they're like, oh okay, you know, mm-hmm. I think they couldn't see her because they were on the other side of the wall, but uh, it was really, you know. <laughs> It was, was really a cool moment to see this girl and how clear she was.
1: Right, and you were saying the the power lines cross there, the major power lines. Yeah, they're
2: right beside the the home. Right, so like within fifty yards, maybe. Right. So there must be a lot of power that generates there. Maybe that's why they have so much activity and why maybe why so many of the spirits
1: collect oh, there. I would think so. Yeah. Because I
2: don't think we ever really talked about. That either no like amongst the team is why there's so many different spirits there because I don't I don't think uh, I mean the property has been owned for at least a hundred years right but the home I I don't know the original home might might have been there for a hundred years too but the barns are are all brand new right Um, I think there was a oh there was a fire there was an old cabin that mm-hmm. was that's in the location of one of the barns that burned down. Yeah. And I think someone may have passed away in that fire. But I know there are some deaths um mm-hmm. attached to the property as well, like farm uh accidents, that kind right. of thing. But uh John was able to pick up on the old lady.
3: Yes, the grandmother. And I'll let you f- go out, go with that story and then I'll jump in there. Uh, Tony asked me to have a look at the place and mm-hmm. i remember he just told me think about where we are and so i thought about it and and the first thing the school teacher was the one that she originally came through and then more aggressive spirits kind of pushed her away but she was really communicative; like she wanted to talk and she talked about the children these little children's uh spirits that she she kind of looks after and, and and collects them and then a really aggressive older woman comes through um Very, very fit. I'm going to say that she, we're talking something like in the 100 years ago range, 80 years ago at least, and uh, highly aggressive. Mm -hmm. And just kind of like, and I remember her like just wanting me to bleep off, get out. Mm -hmm. And then I communicated to Dan about this, and he was, you know, kind of picking up on her as well. And we had talked, and I would already sent my information to Tony. This is what I'm seeing. And then Dan talked to me. And without knowing what I'd sent, he kind of started to relay the same things, right? Hair back in a bun, fit lady for her age. She We're was in a black dress, black dress, and and what have you. Mm-hmm. And and I remember she was really aggressive. And I remember one time walking in my hallway, and it's like she just come running at me, and then just gone. Didn't she throw
2: something at you too, like a bobby pin or? safety pin or something?
3: Uh, well, that was the one I wasn't sure about. I had a nail thrown at me at my home. Okay. yeah, and We thought it was her, right? Mm-hmm. Potentially. But I, at that time, I was so shocked the nail came across the room at me, I didn't have anything turned on to kind of right. figure it out. But then after we kind of identified her, then she paid you a really <laughs> – and no. this is a prime yes. example of why people, if you have something going on, you might not want to let it get too big because of what it can happen. And then so
2: the day after we were at the home when I saw the, the, the school teacher, when I saw her quite clearly, um, it was about 3 in the afternoon. I was at home, and I live about half an hour away from this farmhouse. I, I went downstairs to have a nap in the family room. And just as I woke up, and it was just starting to slide my big butt off the couch... This lady, this older lady, the one that John was just talking about, manifested in front of me and drilled me right in the mouth. (laughs) Like she gave me an uppercut, (laughs)
0: like
2: right in the lip. (laughs) And my head snapped back so hard, my neck was sore for days. (laughs) And I heard the, the slap and I felt it. And I was like, holy crap. I was like, what the hell was that? It didn't scare me. Like, I don't know. maybe I'm a bit of a dummy. I kind of went, that was so cool. Yeah, (laughs) You know? Paranormal geek. I was like, yeah, paranormal geek. I was like, I just got punched in the mouth by a ghost, right? But the funny thing is I could taste blood in my mouth. Yeah. But I went into the bathroom and rinsed my mouth out and spit into the sink. But there wasn't any blood. Hmm. So it was almost like in her reality there should have been a busted lip or a loose tooth or something. Right. She, she drilled me pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but there was nothing there, wow. but I could taste it. Yeah. And, uh, talking about different realities at, at, at this home, uh, I was downstairs and I've got a pool table down there mm-hmm. and, uh, this is maybe a couple of weeks before I got popped in the lip and I was downstairs by myself and I got at this beautiful pool table And on the other side of the pool table, they had four or five cues leaning against the wall. They weren't in a rack or anything. They are just kind of leaning there. And I was sitting in the chair on the opposite side of it, and I had my my digital recorder, and I'm, I'm talking to myself pretty much, saying, you know, is there anyone here? Anyone want to communicate with me? You know, can you tell me your name? Blah, blah, blah. And I looked at the pool cues, and I said, can you move those pool cues for me? Can you show me that you're here? Can you use your energy and knock those pool cues over? Mm-hmm. And, of course, they didn't move. Right. But then when I listened to my digital recorder afterwards, I could hear the pool cues moving hmm. like that. Yeah. Right. Like we've all been in pool halls before sure. and you've heard the rattling of pool cues. I could hear it, but they didn't move in front of me. Right.
1: So but in all, their world. So
2: it was almost like in their reality, they're like, well, okay, I'm moving those pool cues and you're not reacting. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hey, dummy. <laughs> but uh, right. I, I got it on. Yep. on my recorder, and it's clear as day. Those are pool cues. Like it's a distinguishable sound. Right. And uh, I don't know. I can't. It was. It was weird. It's. It's almost like they. They. They have their own little, different dimension or reality or right, whatever. But uh, yeah, it's. It's an yep. interesting place, and they have activity all the time,
3: and uh, and doesn't hasn't the sun. He's left.
2: Yeah, the son. You uh, I the won't. Property. I won't say too much because you know we we vow their privacy and anonymity too. But he something happened to him that he won't talk about. That scared mm-hmm. him so badly that he's left his home. Wow, and he won't go back. Yeah. So, and they were ready to have us go in and do another investigation and sage the property and everything else, but they said, "Oh no, it's kind of calmed down again. Mm-hmm. He's still not home." <laughs> but uh right. maybe your mom and dad want an empty nest too you never know yeah but uh it, it's a uh, it's an interesting place yeah and they they've had lamps move um come off the table uh all sorts of things and um one of the uh one of the members of ship told me that uh, a shadow man had manifested in front of him mm-hmm. in in one of the uh in one of the rooms there, I think the dining room, right? And uh, it kind of rattled them a little bit too, just the, how clear it was. Wow! So, and they, I mean, the piano will play on its own every once in a while. Right? They'll hear a woman singing in the hallway. Uh, it's like a, it's like a paranormal investigators' dream. Right? This place, but the the family seems pretty good about uh, yep. everything that happens. They just say, well, you know, just let it go, and they're not too worried about it. Right, but uh, I'd love to get back in there.
1: Oh, I guess yeah. What about uh, dreams? Um,
3: can spirits
1: infect dreams? Do you think? Or
2: I think John's the expert on that one.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say unequivocally uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I get guided dreams. Uh, they're random. There's no regular. It just it'll happen. Right, and it's like when the dreams happen. Um, it's almost like gospel. Right. And, uh, you know, I've had dreams. We talked about the the, the rental property we own and the, the dreams about the girl that's there. And hopefully we're going to have a resolution for her shortly. Um, I've had so many. I, and I've just now, you know, as you've heard in the first pod, like Dan's a big guy and he keeps telling me, make notes, make notes. Right. And so I'm doing it now because I'm afraid of him a little bit, right? Yeah. So I'm now writing these things down. And I, for example, this pod. I had talked to you guys about how I'd had a a dream on it and somebody wanted it to happen. And the number one writing reason was there was people that are going to hear this that need help or want to know that they're not crazy. And that's why we're sharing the stories with you. We're kind of opening up so that, you know, it's a safe place to talk. Um, And I backed away from the pod because it was too complicated. And I look at the screen over here that's in front of Danny and I'm like, ah, I'm not the guy to do that. Um, And then I had another dream... You know why haven't you done something? And I said in the dream I remember it vividly. I said I do not have the skill for that. Right. You know I'm the guy who can't work the picture and picture on my big screen TV. And they said we've taken care of that. And so next you know I talked to Big Dan, who then has talked to Danny, who has the skills. And all of a sudden here we are. That's right. Yeah. Because yeah. because Danny and I had said, what do you think about doing a podcast? Yeah. And it was
2: before you had told us about your your vivid dream. Right. And it was all kind of like, you know, no coincidences, right? Like we talked about. Yeah. It was almost like it was uh, meant to happen.
1: Well, exactly. And I, I mentioned to you off air that yeah, how, how it just went so smooth, our mm. first episode. And, uh, yeah, everything uh, is yeah. nice and clean. And, and uh, it sounds good. The communication is good. And I think we're getting a good message out
3: there. Yeah. And the other thing, too, um, I've also had dreams uh, where I've been harassed by a spirit. And they will pass on some negative things, too. Um, right. Some of it's threats. But when you're not familiar with this, it can be terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a dream, oh, God, years ago. And the spirit that was tormenting me, the big John that we talked about, uh, he said he's going to kill me. Right. And back in those days, that frightened the heck out of me, right? Those sure. Those dreams. So, yeah, they do. I think you have to be careful. And we will talk about protect, protection in future pods. Mm-hmm. And we'll have experts in that will help with that. Um, but quite often they will try to talk to you at night, the good, and, right. the, bad, and yeah. the bad. Yeah. No, yeah. No, I was just uh, curious
1: about the connection with that because uh, I think a lot of times, and they, and I've even had dreams that seem to have a message to it, and uh, I like Dan's advice there, like write these things down because oftentimes you just forget. Yep. Uh, you know, you, you wake up and it's like, wow, uh, you know, that was a very vivid dream.
2: Yeah, I've had a lot of psychics and mediums say to keep a dream journal. Right, and they said, as soon as you, as soon as you wake up, write it down. Right, because as soon as you hit your feet hit the floor, you're going to forget.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: And uh, you know, usually I'm pretty good at remember my dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I, usually pretty good at it. But and I, I, I guess I should keep a dream journal as well. But <laughs> that's the last thing I want to do as soon as I wake up. Right. But, uh, oh
1: well. An upcoming uh, podcast, which will be our our next one. Uh, We're going to talk about, uh, now, John, you'll have to correct me here if I'm wrong, but uh, a man or a shadow in a black hat?
3: Yep, the the hat man. The hat man. And we want to talk about him. We want people to tell us their stories about him. It's a worldwide phenomenon. If you just make a Google search and put the hat man, you'll be amazed what you'll find. And there are people all over the world that have seen this. And there are people who have actually seen him on a regular basis throughout their lives, from a child right up to adulthood. Mm -hmm. Um, So we definitely, we're going to talk about that. We want to hear your stories. If you've got one, please pass it on to us. Uh, It's a really, um, I've experienced it in real life, Mm -hmm. and it's something that really fascinates me. Um, And I know there's people out there listening that get some stories, and we definitely want to hear them.
1: Wow, interesting uh, So that'll be uh, coming up in an upcoming podcast Would we do that next? I don't even know Yeah, I think gonna, we should do that in three We're yeah. going to do that uh, in, in part three uh, If you would like to uh, share any of your stories whether it would be uh, about the Hat Man or any other stories uh, you can always get in touch with us at com, and also through our Facebook page uh, I think we will uh, wrap up podcast two Right now. Sounds good. Uh, thank you, guys, once again. Uh, always interesting. I'm learning. I'm opening up, it seems. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> once again, uh, a, a great time, and we will talk to you on our next podcast.
0: Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction@outlook.com. At